All right, welcome to Live, Lead, and In Between, a podcast and show for leaders who want to be better at life and everywhere in between. My name is Travis Jones, and I'm the host for this show, and it's my honor to welcome you uh, and everyone who will and probably is listening to this right now. So uh, it's been a hot minute since we've been on, and uh, I want to blame that on the busyness of life. Um, I work at a church, and you know, Easter pops up right in the middle of April, so we were able to, I was able to squeeze one particular podcast and show out. Um, And the last one we put out was episode eight, and that was things I wish someone had told me. And I called it leadership hindsight. You know, the things I wish that people had told me before I stepped into leadership because they popped up and they frustrated me. And I've got probably a longer list of those things even now as my career and ministry continues on. So that was episode eight. But the busyness of life has kind of got me uh, for a short amount of time there. School coming to a close, trying to get my son situated with that and um, because he's been doing virtual school as a result of the pandemic. And and now that also feels like it's coming to an end, which is an awesome thing. And I know everybody out there, um, at least in the U.S., uh, is applauding that. I know some other places in the world are having a, a rougher time with that. But all those things combined for the perfect storm to actually pull pull me back on uh, putting out some content uh, for that. So so we're on episode nine uh, of of the show, and uh, we started the show back in I think it was January, um, and so we're moving kind of kind of along in this. And so uh, the way I come up with the topics for this show, the the discussion topics are, are this: I have a list in my my iPhone and uh, in my notes section where I just keep a running tab of you know, potential podcasts show topics. And uh, as I go through them, uh, I, I mark them off the list. But as I as I move uh, through them, I, I begin to look at them and, and as things come to my mind and no matter what, when it is, I could be in a meeting and, and someone says something and it cues me and I, I pick up my phone, I type that in there as a potential uh, show uh, title later. And I've got probably 30 or 40 of them on, on tap. And so this one was on there. And as I was reading through it, I was like, you know, why don't we, why don't we look at this particular topic to start off uh, uh, with with episode nine. And the topic I've titled it is Everything is Spiritual, so lead like it. Now, depending on your background, uh, that can raise some eyebrows. Uh, you, you may be from a background that you are, you're, you're, you're an atheist. You just don't believe in that stuff, you know, um, and, and you think this is all there is. Well, I'm going to challenge that notion today um, because I believe that everything is spiritual and as such that we need to lead like it is. Because if everything is spiritual, then there are eternal eternal ramifications for that. So I get my basis for that particular belief that I hold uh, out of out of Scripture because I am a believer, um, and I, I I get it out of a particular Scripture, Hebrews eleven three. And I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living Translation. Um, it's one of my favorite ones. It's one of the ones that has shaped my particular worldview on things because I have I have witnessed some some spiritual, some supernatural stuff that has happened in my own life and and in ministering to others. So I know this to be uh, 100% true, Uh, but I'm not going to come at it from that perspective because I know there are people out there who don't necessarily believe that. So Hebrews 11, (coughs) excuse me, 11.3, New Living Translation says this, By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. So at a spoken word, God created the entire universe that what we now see, now that's important, pay attention to that, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Now, when you look and you hear that particular verse, it talks about all of creation, 
being formed at God's command, right? And some people get bent out of shape about the Big Bang and all that stuff. And to me, it just it resonates with me that God spoke and bam, there it was. Um, and so uh, that right after that, it says that what we now see with our eyes did not come from anything that can be seen. So this particular verse, it, it helped to mold and shape my worldview when it comes to the spiritual realm. Now, I've also had experiences that have also helped to shape my worldview uh, as it relates to that. But like I said, um, I'm going to approach this from the, the the manner of thinking that, okay, there are people out there that may not believe this. So I want to jump in with a, a question, um, and, a, and, a, and not a question more so than a, than a statement that I want you to do. I want you to imagine for a second if everything is spiritual. Imagine, just imagine that. If everything is spiritual, and I mean everything, what does that mean? Right? If everything is spiritual, what does that mean? So in that, I have a couple sub-questions um, and a couple comments that goes with that. So what do I mean by everything? Well, let me, let me describe that for you. I mean everything, every little thing, every decision, every interaction, even the seemingly innocuous interactions, the ones that you don't think mean a thing, and the ones you think are huge, those two. Everything you can see and touch and even things or circumstances that you see that surround you and that surround others, those are spiritual. The motivations that we have have spiritual origins. So if all of that is true and everything is spiritual, then those interactions and things have more weight than we know. Now, I want to say in this that I didn't say important. Because not everything is important. Though there are spiritual forces at work behind everything, not every little thing is important. So that, that was going to come in later because we can wind up focusing on things that are spiritual, but they're not important to, to where we're at right now. They don't need to be ignored, but they're not important, right? So so imagine, this is what I mean is when I say, you know, imagine everything is spiritual. Now, the second sub-bullet point, I guess you would say with this, is I, I have written in my notes here is it says this it says what we see is one thing and how we see is another if you remember the scripture that shaped my worldview it says now that what that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen so so this little line item that what we see is how important is more important than how we see uh, i thought was imp- important i'm using the word a lot to include in here everything we see is connected spiritually because they all had a common it all had a common origination point according to that verse that God spoke, and there it was. Because what we now see did not come um, from anything we can see. You know, scripturally, that's an easy connection to make. But where many of us struggle is how we see things or the perspective we have on what we see. As leaders, um, and as a leader myself, my perspective and your perspective on things can make uh, or break situations we lead in. Our perspective on how we see things depends Largely, though, on which kingdom we find ourselves in agreement with at any given moment. Now, what I mean by that is there are two kingdoms uh, from my perspective. And again, I'm coming at this from a, uh, I'm a believer and I believe in the word of God. And so as a leader, I look at everything from this perspective. The kingdom of heaven is one of the kingdoms that I have access to. And then there's also the kingdom of darkness. Both have a way of coloring what you see and how you see. And I would venture to say that all of us, elite, uh, of us, have, of us as leaders, man, I get it out in a second. 
um, want to be in agreement with God's kingdom, but or the kingdom of heaven. But sometimes we can find ourselves uh, in agreement, in agreeance, or in agreement with the other, and it happens quickly. So, so quickly. Let me give you a quick example of this. So you find yourself in a seemingly hopeless situation. Now, let me let me think of a scriptural example, and I, I actually love this example uh, where the Israelites have left Egypt. Right, the Pharaoh has. You know, he's let them go after Moses says, let my people go. And there's all these plagues and stuff. And so they find themselves camped out on the shore of the Red Sea. Uh, and the, the Red Sea is to their, their front. And as they turn around, Pharaoh has decided that he's going to come back and just, you know, wipe them all out. So he's coming over the ridge, in my imagination. And here the Israelites, the children of God, are cornered between the Red Sea and Pharaoh. And for all intensive purposes, it looks hopeless. If you're just looking at the physical situation in that moment, they have a barrier to their back and an army to, excuse me, a barrier to their uh, front and an army to their back. And it looks like they've got nowhere to go. They're caught between a rock and a hard place. But if you were to look closely in that moment, and we have the gift of, of hindsight because we can actually look in Scripture and see what happens. Um, Moses tells his people to wait and see the deliverance of the Lord. Moses has a perspective as the leader that a lot of the people don't have. And he knows that God's going to come through. And in that moment, the barrier that's on their front is completely removed. And they walk through that. And the barrier, uh, the antagonistic army that's coming on their backside is completely wiped out by the thing that they believed was stopping them in the front. So perspective is everything. Can you imagine in that moment if Moses, Moses had freaked out, right, had lost faith, Right, because of what he saw, because there's a huge difference in what we see and how we see. So what we see is one thing, but how we see is another. And so as leaders, how we see is so important. We want to make sure that we have the correct perspective as we are leading. So that was number two. Number three is this. If everything is spiritual, when I say if, then how we lead is even more important. Why is this true? Because of the eternal ramifications that are present with this statement. Because the spiritual realm is eternal. And as a leader and as leaders, you are leading in one direction or another. So let's look at this from the perspective of leading our family. Uh, or if you're single without kids, leading yourself. It's easier to, to see this at work and work itself out in these areas because of the love you have for these relationships. You know, you love yourself, you love your family. Now, and also leading yourself is just as important with a family present. I just want to say that. So let's look at that first. So leading yourself. Leading yourself if everything is spiritual. I've always heard it says that leading yourself is one of the most important things you can do. And, and yourself, it's also one of them. You're one of the most important people you can learn to lead. And if everything is spiritual, then the way you lead yourself is as well. While leading ourselves, we all follow someone. There are no true lone wolves out there. They're, well, what popped in my mind automatically was uh, some of the Marvel superheroes, the lone wolf guys that are out there. But that's not true. So I don't know why that popped in my mind. That one's a free one. But there are no true lone wolves out there. You're following someone or something um, when you're leading uh, yourself specifically. You've found somebody that you kind of connect with that has a similar like point of view, worldview on things, and you, you've you clicked in with that, and you're kind of following them. And guess what? They're doing the same 
thing. I just recently found uh, this doctor online that has a particular viewpoint that I share with regard to the pandemic and, and things like that. It just makes sense to me because it's it's so in line with where I'm at with things. And, and I'm, I'm actually kind of leaning towards, you know, his perspective on things because it kind of mirrors my own, but in the, and it's at the same token, he's following somebody else in this. And I listened to his podcast and he, he's telling me who, who he's following and who he's listening to and where he's getting his information and, and what's changing for him and that kind of thing. So, so leading yourself is super important, right? Um, as individuals, as we lead ourselves or our family, who we follow spiritually will impact how you lead yourself spiritually. Remember, two kingdoms, kingdom of heaven, Jesus, and the kingdom of darkness. It will impact the decisions we make, which funny enough, even though you think you're, they're your decisions, those decisions have an impact on others. And they also have an impact on your environment, whether you know it or not. If you're married, you really know this, Right. If you're not following the right kingdom, you make a decision or you make a decision without consultation or you treat your spouse like they're less than anything other than your equal in this. And guess what? Your environment shifts, right? Your environment shifts to one of a uh, little bit of animosity and things like that. Um, you, you, you think that, oh, I just made a decision, but that decision affects other people around you. And leading your family, if everything is spiritual, is no different, right? I have already done a podcast on the, that encompasses that topic. So I'd encourage you to go check that. I think it's episode three, but it's an important thing and you can see it work itself out. Um, if everything is spiritual, how you lead yourself and your family and how you lead just in general is important because the because the ramifications of your decisions affect other people and are eternal. So what does leading look like when everything is spiritual? Here's what I'll say about this. It's not complicated, right? We as people tend to make things more complicated than they actually are. It's not complicated. It's about awareness. You know, we make things more complicated than they are most of the times, especially when we can't see things physically. As long as something has a tangibleness to it and it's in front of us, things feel simple. But the minute we can't see, it gets complicated. But being aware is 90% of this. And I, I want to say that again, being just simply aware is 90% of this. And it, it also has to do with a little bit of sensitivity because you can't be aware if you're not sensitive. And the only way you get good at those things and being sensitive and being aware is to practice those things. And the only way you get to practice those things is by having a relationship. And if we're talking about spiritual things, it's which relationship that you're going to foster. Which kingdom are you going to have a relationship with? Are you going to have a relationship with the kingdom of heaven and foster that and practice that relationship? Uh, because that relationship makes possible the thing you're looking for, the awareness, the sensitivity with God, right? Or are you going to foster that relationship with the kingdom of darkness? Now, that will also make you sensitive to those things. That relationship dictates our sensitivity, and our awareness to spiritual things. Otherwise, you're flying blind in a realm where you can't see anyway, right? So it's not complicated. It's simply about awareness. Now, there's a story in Scripture where someone saw one thing and things looked a certain way, and based off what they saw, they kind of freaked out. Now, this is found in, in 2 Kings. I know that was a weird way to put it. 2 Kings 6, right? So you can look up this example. But this, this person has a particular perspective on something. Um, and uh, the prophet comes and says, God, open his eyes. And, and when his eyes are open, he sees the, the real thing that's happening around him, the spiritual thing that's happened around him. And it blew his mind. 
so that's a great example, and you can apply it to any leadership situation. Again, it's found in Second uh, Kings six. You can find it, apply it to any leadership situation, any interaction with a staff member or interaction with a family member. The perspective, the awareness that there's a spiritual thing going on, most if not all of the time, is huge. Just being aware of that, because what that does is that helps you to pinpoint exactly how you should respond in those situations. You know, if I come upon another another person and um, I they they you know say I have a staff member and we're talking about something and the staff member suddenly kind of shuts down or or kind of pops off. Uh, in a rude or disrespectful way uh, to me, then my first guttural instinct should not be the the flesh one, the human one, which is I'm going to repay like for like. No, it should be, okay, what's going on here? Because there's always something going on deeper. It may be they just don't feel good that that day, right? But you have to have the, the awareness to be able to think that direction. It may be there's something spiritual going on in their family that they're they're downtrodden about and don't really know how to go about you know, addressing it. So, so being aware is 90% of the thing. Just knowing, right? I always love that, that G.I. Joe. I grew up with G.I. Joe. Um, and uh, one of the little things that would come on after the cartoon was over, they would do a little, little snippet of something and it would say, knowing is half the battle. Yeah, I would say knowing is 90% of the battle. So with all of that said, I want to go to kind of the last kind of point with this and say this, that Leading when everything is spiritual, with awareness comes responsibility. Once you know as a leader, you don't have the luxury to ignore what you know. Your job as a leader is to always affirm or confirm, right? You're either going to affirm life or confirm life, or I need to speak life to it. Now, notice I didn't say get down in the pit and, 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 you know, meddle around and things. I said affirm or confirm or speak life. Speak life. Give life. Because that is what people need. The reason for your responsibility as a leader is this. As a leader, you occupy a position of influence in the lives of those you lead. Your, your position of influence may only be positional because you're new to the job, but you still have a position of influence. Your position of influence may be one that is given. When you've been there a long time, people respect you and they, they, they've seen you in action. So they, they know that when you say things um, that there's, there's merit to it. So you have influence there. So you occupy a position of influence in the lives of those you lead. And with that said, you should always leverage your influence for the better of those you lead. Always, even if it's difficult or when speaking life feels like pruning, which can be painful. Speak life because when everything is spiritual, and if everything is spiritual, the most important thing you can do as a leader is to align yourself with the one and the, in, in our case, the one who created everything and spoke it into existence and is life himself. Speak life that you may live. So, with all of that said, I hope this was helpful. Um, you know, I. I always think back uh, during these podcasts and after the podcast and going, I'm going to wonder if I was going to find anything good out of this, but I hope it was helpful. And if you have or would like more information or more resources or anything like that, check out some of the other podcasts we've put on there. You can also find me at Travis Jones at webnode.com. Um, and I've got some resources there uh, along with some video based stuff that I've got going on. Uh, and you can also help support uh, the podcast as well. Um, and, and, and we can go from there. So, um, With all that said, this has been Live, Lead, and In Between. We will see you next time.